Rose. Celebrating Victoria's country racing. I can feel this day. I can see this day. It's got it all. On RSN 927. Yes, our picnic panel continues. You're with Andrew Cuse. And with us in the RSN studios, Gary Buckley from CRV, who looks after the picnic racing clubs. Uh, David Purcell, the president of Healesville, and Terry Mulcahy from Balnaring. We spoke earlier to Sean Cooper, the leading jockey in picnic racing this past season. Don Dwyer will take our call soon to talk about his training season where he was the leading trainer. David, you wanted to raise an issue with Gary or just get your thoughts. And I I actually didn't realise this because I used to chat to race clubs when they got excited uh, in recent years by having emergencies, that it was almost a badge of honour if you could say you had full fields and you had to knock back a horse. But I didn't realise that at any picnic race meeting in Victoria, you can't run more than eight starters. Is that correct, David? No, no. it's not, not correct totally, but right. in, in some distances we can only run okay eight. okay and you wanted to raise that with gary did you yeah. yeah yeah i just didn't know whether we had an issue last year with um with the racing uh, bureaucrats and uh, i was just wondering if there's any possibility of that occurring again going forward gary because i know we we all as a group of picnic clubs fought very hard to retain our field size and uh, i think it's an integral part of the, the racing to, to have the right size fields or or the maximum we can run uh, given the safety issues um but uh yeah do you think that might come up again gary i'm fairly sure it is but what what we currently have andrew is we have the um Balnowring and Heelsville, except for one one of their races, can start ten. Yayas also can start ten horses there with with emergencies, and most of the other smaller picnic clubs um, have their field limits have been uh, limited to eight and emergencies. Um, Racing Victoria came to us last year and suggested that it was time that, it, that they wanted to review the situation and have all picnic races with a maximum of eight in emergencies. The picnic working group and clubs got together and um, put, did a lot of uh, research and work into it and put a case back to uh, Racing Victoria and they have agreed to, um, for last season, to keep the status quo but uh, they did say it will be reviewed before the beginning of the coming season when i do a lot of interviews with interstate picnic clubs it's all about total number of horses because of jockeys a lot of those clubs interstate uh the pool of picnic riders in victoria must be a lot bigger than interstate because i speak to clubs where they can't run horses interstate so at the moment in Victorian picnic racing, that's not something we have an issue with? Not at the moment. We have a fairly good uh, pool of riders and there's a couple coming uh, the last two years. So I think there's been uh, two or three in each year coming through uh, the season. All right, shortly Don Dwyer will join us. He won plenty of prize money being the leading Premiership uh, picnic trainer, but Terry, you you can ask the question. We're talking off air when you arrived at the studio about some of the issues you wanted to raise, and you wanted to ask the chestnut about prize money to to uh, Gary Buckley. Yes, uh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, there was an announcement made recently of uh, the prize money being kicked up uh, for in the spring carnival there and, and filtering down through the clubs. 
Um, I haven't seen where it's filtered down to the picnic clubs. Uh, is there any uh, anything coming up there, Gary? No. To answer bluntly, the uh, decision has uh, been made that uh, we will retain our existing prize money of $5,000 per race with $6,000 for the cup races and the clubs uh, with another 1000 for the cup races and the clubs putting in a 1000 So that will mean that the all cup races are run at 7000 and most other races are run at, um, at 5000 we, the picnic working group will be discussing the um, possibility of uh, writing to Racing Victoria to um, see if uh, the next season some uh, increase in prize money could be uh, provided for picnic racing. But Terry, what we must have to remember is that over the last few years we have been... Uh, blessed with substantial prize monies if my memory serves me right it's only about eight years ago we were we were racing for about um three thousand dollars uh three thousand dollars a race and we're now racing for five and, and six and seven thousand dollars and the clubs had to put in some of that money in the three thousand we're now Racing Victoria provides all the prize money. The only prize money that clubs have to put in this season and the previous season has been $1,000. Yep. Understand that, Gary, but also going back those years when we were only racing with $3,000, the prize money at at the professionals was much lower as well. Um, I think there should be more of an even distribution of, of of the prize money Right through the uh, through all of the clubs, right down to the picnics. What about the John O'Neill brought it up a few years ago, but it really hasn't. Has it come into fruit, uh, realization? He said that the more you increase prize money, then picnics become a, a paid trial for some of the pro trainers. Gary, uh, that has been said. It's rare. I I would say it doesn't happen all that often, but it does every now and again. Well, speaking of trainers, with a record 28 wins this past picnic season, the leading trainer, I spoke to him many times before he became a star. Going back three or four years ago, I should chat to him about his history from New Zealand, his involvement in harness horses and so on. So I knew him before he became a guru picnic trainer. I'm talking about Don Dwyer. How are you, Don? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Andrew. Yourself? Doing okay, didn't I? We used to chat lots of times before you hit it big on the picnic circuit. Uh, we should all do it. I don't know whether I put it big or not, Andrew, but yeah, <laughs> we're, still, we're still chatting. No, no, you've never been short of confidence, and you said to me you were going to train a few winners. 28, a record season. Fantastic. Well done. How do you think it went? Oh, it went fabulously. Um wasn't what we set out to do in that, and it, um, it just everything fell into place, and the horses well, placed them at the, in the right places, and... Uh, and they performed for us, and it was a really good season. And my little mate, Sean, he was... Uh, Sean and his partner, Emma, were a big part of it. And uh, between the four of us, me, Mary, and Sean and, uh, and Emma, we, um, we got to the top of the tree. So, you know, it was, it was all good. Well, in the studio with me is David Purcell from Healesville, Terry Mulcahy from Balnaring, and Gary Buckley from CRV. Gary, you wanted to have a chat to Don Dwyer. Don, congratulations on your uh, 28 wins this season. You you actually uh, had 100 starters, 28 first, 15 seconds, 12 thirds and 14 fourths. You earned prize money of $99,770 with, once again, another amazing strike break at 28%. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, 
thanks for that, Gary. Yeah, no, it was, um, all the horses performed extremely well, and um, I, I've got to say that, you know, the, the standard at the picnics has lifted so much, and uh, and I'm actually quite proud of the effort that we that, that we achieved this season. That it hasn't, you know, it's not easy anymore. Picnic racing, you know, the the riding's improved, the standard of riding's improved, the presentation of the horses, um, just everything. That the, the tracks are so spot on, and you know, it's um, it's as hard to win at the picnics as it is anywhere. It's Terry here, Don. Uh, congratulations from uh, from me and from Belnaring and from winning the uh, the trainers premiership at Belnaring uh, again this year. Uh, it was a fantastic effort, and uh, we just love having you all down there at Belnaring every time you come. Thanks, Terry. Belnaring's one of my favourite tracks, and uh, yeah, you guys do such a good job. That track's just presented so well, and uh, you know I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that I you know top was top of the tree there. It's um, it's quite an achievement. You get uh, you get professional trainers, or they were all professional trainers, that put the effort in. It's um, I, don't, I don't think there's anything different between a professional and anything else. But uh, you get the bigger stables go there and that and support it, and you know it's um, good to come out on top. Uh, we were speaking about prize money and uh, the threat of pro trainers and where that sits if you increase prize money, paid trials, and so on. Don, what's your What's your take? Obviously, you'd love to have more prize money on offer, but what's your take of how the picnics balance the prize money, the professional trainers when they do get involved and so on? What's your take on the whole landscape? Okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm probably um, quite strong on this. I, it's a fine line with the state money because, you're, you know, you put the state money up, you're always going to encourage the bigger stables or the better horses to come along. That's human nature and it's probably... I mean, you can't stop that, but you can put, you can implement things that can make it harder for them. And I, my idea is that this is just me personally: is that perhaps we need to have a say, uh, a maximum rating on horses that come in from, say, the PABs into picnic racing, just to protect protect the picnic racing. And I've sort of myself, I would like to see a 55 uh, max on ratings. You know, the time of year that we run the picnics, there's uh, plenty of opportunities for horses that are rated, you know, 55 and over. And I think it's pretty unfair when you get uh, 60 rating plus horses come in and um, and kick bums. And nine times out of ten, these horses having their first start at the picnics are carrying less weight than, the, than your true picnic horse. And that makes it very, very tough and, it's, you know, it's quite disheartening. Gary, what's your response to that? Uh, to be honest, I haven't really thought a great deal about it because that's uh, the first time that's ever been raced with me. But uh, I'll take that on board, Don, and uh, we'll have a discussion on that. But uh, uh, then we, we might have a reverse situation where they say that, um, you know, tra- uh, picnic horses that race at the picnics aren't cannot go to a non-tab, cannot go to tab meetings. David Purcell, did you want to have a, a quick chat to Don Dwyer before he uh, heads back to his party of 15 there at home? Or? Oh, well done, Don. Having a good time in the background there, Donnie. You've got a few over, have you? Or? Sorry, who's you've got a You've got a bit of a, uh, a bit of, bit of a gathering there at the moment, have we? Have we caught you at dinner, have we, or breakfast? Oh, or? <laughs> no, I've got friends from New Zealand. Oh, there, there you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, David Purcell? 
Yeah, congratulations, John, right, and uh, well done. It was, it's a great effort, and as you know, we always love seeing you and your horses at Heelsville and uh, and uh, being um, being involved. And uh, I think one of your horses, I can't recall the uh, the name of her. I think it was. It was a mare. Um, was, was a bit of a success story for the year, wasn't it, Donna? Didn't she get six winners after she had a pretty uh, terrible time in the paddock? That was uh, uh, Peggy Rose, uh, David, yeah. She, um, she ended up vying for Horse of the Year with uh, All Too Pretty and uh, was very fast mare. And, uh, unfortunately, she didn't want Horse of the Year, but we can handle that because we had the other horse, um, All Too Pretty, who did. Yeah, well, I remember Mary telling the story after she had a win at uh, Heelsville, and it, it was uh, quite a, an emotional uh, uh, speech by Mary in, in the work that had gone into the mare and getting her right after her leg injury. So well done on that case, Don, and uh, well done. We look forward to catching up with you at Healesville in the in, in the year to come. Oh, David, we always love going to Healesville, and I've got a really, really good strike rate there, and uh, I think I probably win more races there than I do anywhere else, and uh, and you guys, um, you do an absolutely fantastic job, and, and you know, we really look forward to going... On airing and Hillsville, we, we really look forward to going to. Yeah, no, oh, it's, very uh, good. it's good to see you at all the other tracks too, Don. I know I've had a, a great Absolutely. chat with you at, uh, at Swiss Creek a couple of years ago, and I commend you on your on the efforts that you make in picnic racing because I know that trip across the mountain was pretty hairy just for me in a, <laughs> in a normal car, but for you in a in a truck with horses on board, it's uh, you deserve uh, accolades uh, from everywhere for the for the efforts there. So well done, Don. Hey Don, as we wrap it up, when, when we used to chat years ago, we'd put your phone number on the air and we'd say you're looking for anyone out there that wants a horse train. Now you've got quite a few. Um, how bigger can you become? Are you still harbour hopes of having horses good enough to win a few professional meetings and so on? Where, where do you see you're at going forward? Because the resume looks impressive. Uh, where do you see yourself going in the next few years? Well, look, Andrew, I'm playing the cards that I've been dealt and uh, if anybody wants to come on board and we head to to the bigger and better meetings, I'll still always support picnic racing and, you know, there's no reason why somebody can't do both. Fantastic. Congratulations. 28 wins, a record and a fantastic picnic season, Don. All the best. We'll speak to you in the new picnic season later in the year. Thanks for joining us on our panel. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Thanks, Don. Don Dwyer there. Joining us, he's a character, isn't he? I mean, if you, we had that, we talked to Sean Cooper about Ride Like the Girl, the movie. Uh, Don Dwyer, to me, epitomises a bit of a cowboy larrikin type. He calls a spade a dirty great big shovel. Um, he is, uh, I like him, he, he's different. I know there are a few people out there might might think different, but um, he, he, he says what he says and uh, backs it up with wins, and I think he's been a great addition to the colour of picnic racing, Gary Buckley. Oh, most certainly. Uh, we've had Don and we've had uh, Troy Kilgowner and the Mannings and uh, all the other uh, medium-sized picnic trainers. We'd be lost without them. Like, like you know, Don had a hundred starters at the picnics. He, how, he was just shy of a hundred thousand. The stat, it's amazing. Yeah. He was just yeah. shy there of yeah. the placing or something to get the hundred grand. Yeah. Well, so, see, see yeah. Troy had a hundred and fifty-three starters. Wow. Yeah. So about a quarter of an hour in our panel before we wrap it up. And David Purcell, Terry Mulcahy, your chance to have a grilling of Gary Buckley's CRV or vice versa before we wrap it up on our panel on RSN today. David? I think it's just worth mentioning too the uh, the amount of miles that 
that the trainers do. It's uh, fascinating to me when uh, when I look at the acceptances at Hillsville, you see Troy Kilgour, as uh, Andrew mentioned, and coming up from sale, um, and it's, it's quite a journey. I know when I make a trip down to Bansdale, it's... Uh, it's a fair fair trip, and uh, the boys have got to be congratulated for the amount of miles that they do, and, and even when they go up to Mansfield and uh, Alexandra and to Yay too, that's an extra hour up the highway from Hillsville. So uh, it is a it, it is a wonderful effort by these uh, picnic trainers. Agree completely with you there, David. Um, at Belnaring too, we we can't get over the fact that uh, people are coming from Bairnsdale, Sale. All points to the uh, to the uh, east there, um, as well as we're getting more trainers coming from uh, Kyneton and, and Ballarat as well that are that are coming down, and it is a long trip to come to to uh, to the course. Although there is a, a Matt Stewart was chatting and we were talking about it late. There is a, a I mean, obviously some of these trainers go to multiple meetings, but you do go back to back one Saturday or Sunday where they're at. Belnaring, and then I think they shoot right up to the almost the high country, don't they? I'm just trying. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's, that's just... the final day. Easter, Easter Saturdays at Belnaring, right? And Easter Sunday is at um, Tambo right. Valley, Swift yeah. Creek. Gary, um, you don't have to use names there. So we've been very positive in our panel today. Any criticisms or any old chestnuts that people often bring up to you when you go to the races and say, Gary, what are we doing about this or why can't we do that? Is there anything there that there might be listeners to us now saying, oh, why aren't they covering this or why aren't they talking about that? Just to appease those out there. Or is everything absolutely hunky-dory? Well, there's two things. Number one is um, some of the bookmakers' odds are a bit uh, uh, short. But you uh, can't but control that. You, no, can't, it's, it's you a, can't control what the book prices go up, can you? No, we can't. But um, that's always been a case. I get that all the time from the um, from the punters out there. And the um, um, the other one is the, the clubs have got to learn to put the Melbourne races over the PA system so that everyone can hear the Melbourne races. There's a, the majority of clubs limit how many times they put the Melbourne races on and that's one of the things that the punters scream about. They can go in and see it on a television and hear a low volume but outside they need it on there. Uh, Gary, I can assure you at Belnaring every Melbourne race is broadcast uh, as well as being on the TVs. And and, and, Dave, and David Purcell, Heelsville? Yes, no, right. indeed we do too, Gary, so... Uh, we're supporting you there fully, and uh, I know that when we do our programming of uh, timing of races, we make sure that we fit in between the Melbourne races and the Sydney races, and or if there's big races on in uh, in uh, Queensland. But uh, yeah, we make every effort to to make it easier for the punters to to watch all the races that are involved, and make sure that they're broadcast on track and. Uh, give people the opportunity to enjoy those as well as our own races. The quaintness, the the memories of racing of yesteryears mixed in with being a very professionally run day at the races. Um, at the moment, it looks as though you have the perfect product, but is there any suggestions, Gary, going forward that you tinker with? You have the balance of that racing as it used to be and then you run a professional meeting that's not a professional meeting so so do you just keep what you've got going forward or do you have to change with the times or are the times no need to change for picnic racing oh there's always some tinkering that can can occur like oh and s plays a major um 
part in our racing now, and and with the general public and that, like we don't we hate seeing leads on the ground and and um, anything that's uh, you know trip hazards and that's those sorts of things, and we have to be very very conscious of that with our not only because of the LHS issue but also with our insurance issues, and the clubs are lifting their game, but there is all there's always better. They can always do better. Yes, I agree, Gary. It's a, it's a fine line, and uh, I think um, going forward there's plenty of positives because I think people just enjoy that day out and the relaxed sort of layback type racing without the hustle and bustle of, say, the big city meetings. And I think just getting out into the country, people just enjoy that aspect these days. And uh, I know up in the Yarra Valley that people often make a weekend of it, and I'm sure they do the same down on the Mornington Peninsula with Balnowring, Terry. So uh, I think we're fortunate in that with the the tourism that we've got in it in both our areas and even to some extent the high country, I think they benefit out of the tourism that's been pushed by the, the government in Victoria as well. So I, I just can see our racing continuing to be popular and uh, I don't see any reason that, that it will change. And we often talk about it at our club in regards to it's a bit like the Oz kick of racing where people come to enjoy racing and see what it's about and perhaps then they go on to Mooney Valley, Flemington or, or Sandown when, whenever an opportunity arises down the track. Of course, um, picnic racing just doesn't work when there was no one on track and restrictions and even the moats to a point where you had that, you know, the gap between where people are and the industry participants. It just doesn't mix in for picnic racing. Uh, In terms of other clubs, David, so you can't say Belnaring because Terry's here in the studio, but move your Heelsville cap away from a moment. We can't have every administrator in and Dennis Smith is trying to get in. We've locked the doors. We used to have him each year but we said no, we've got to just balance things up but can you just give a, a vote of confidence or a nod of some things you've seen at other picnic tracks that you say well done to? Yes, well Chris Young, our secretary and I and uh, some of the other boys from the from the club up until COVID came along, we'd always make an effort to get to see other clubs and to see what they were doing, to see whether we can improve. And I know that uh, Chris has spoken to Terry at Balnowring just in relation to some of their infrastructure. And I know that we worked very, very well together with other clubs during COVID in regards to the COVID requirements. And, and we... We take it that we're all in this picnic racing scene together and all we want to do is to make it um, more enjoyable for everybody and, and make all their clubs successful in, in at the same time. Very diplomatic answer. Did you want to name a few clubs, Terry, that you give a rap to aside from yes. Belnaring? Well, look, I, I, I think Woolamai put on a terrific day down there. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a different... Um, situation down there to to Belnaring where they've only got a very uh, a small area for their uh, for the public or the or the punters uh, compared to Belnaring which has got acres and acres but they put on a fantastic day down there the other thing that we've we've done at Belnaring too is um, we did have a couple of extra sets of saddlecloths which one set went down to Druin and the second set went up to Alexandra to help them out and that's where clubs can help one another by doing things like that fantastic we'll wrap it up soon gary do you have any suggestions to 
our friends here in terms of their clubs? Well, not not so much their clubs, but we've got the smaller clubs. One of the things that we really need to do is to to get them some large large screen televisions so that the um, the interstate and Melbourne product is shown where the general public are and have ample screens around so that everyone can see and hear because the turnover on the, the metropolitan meetings is the bread and butter of the industry. So so it seems an obvious thing to do. Maybe I'm being naive because, I mean, up until recently, uh, go back the last few years, you could get huge HD televisions for not much at all. Some of the cheaper brands are only a few hundred bucks. Is this more a wiring where you link it up sort of issue more than getting the committee to buy four or five TVs? What, what, what's well, your... Yeah. No, that is the issue and, and, and where the people are, putting them where the people are. In some cases, they have to run cables for a fair while for, uh, through trees and that and get, to, get it down to the area where the people are. But we're slowly but surely getting there. But it is essential that people can see and hear those races. Last few years due to COVID and restrictions and then some weather, early clubs on the calendar have had ter- terrible bad luck, Alexandra for example and so on. Both Healesville and Balnarring, our guests today, uh, you have plenty of meetings so when Healesville lost a few you managed to pick up one later on so do you have any thoughts, has just been the luck of the draw David in where you run in the calendar uh, over recent years or? Well I think We've we've traditionally had certain race dates, and I think the the public seem to enjoy those dates. And I know from our point of view, they they work pretty well. And I, even our Cup Day meeting, which is around about the eighth, tenth of January, uh, albeit that it's in the middle of the uh, the sort of season when people may be at the beach but we get a tremendous crowd on on our cup day early in january and uh, initially when i got involved i was thinking oh you know another day to be much more appropriate but it's amazing that we, we still get a good crowd on that on that day even though you've had the christmas and new year period I, we're pretty much the same there too david apart from um we have trouble with one of our early january meetings um I must say we're a bit disappointed at uh, some of the professional clubs that are close by to Belnaring who have uh, who raced so much over that Christmas period and they stole one of our... Uh, was so who, who are you talking about? You can mention it. I can, I'll, I'll you mention mean Mor- Mornington. Right, OK. Um, well, it's not to me professional clubs near you. It's pretty obvious. If we're, pl- <laughs> if we're doing Jeopardy, I'll take morning. I'll take Peninsula Race Clubs for 400, you know. <laughs> Uh, we we we, th- we think that they're a bit bit right, greedy right. by taking all the okay. race meetings. In Last time you get invited there to the committee room, I think of the MRC. <laughs> Gary, what's your take on that? Or well, when we do race dates, we uh, we do a draft of the picnic race dates, and they go into Racing Victoria, and Racing Victoria then do their draft and slot our races in with their. But the professional clubs get the first priority on race dates. We've, that's where the revenue comes from, and Mornington have um, tw- uh, three times, I think, in recent years had priority over um, uh, Belnowing. About to wrap it up, um, one of the things that I said to David and Terry, you were coming along, they just love to chat to you because you've been a, a trooper of uh, picnic racing and you press on. Um, you, you, you know, you, you're pre- hanging, you're going to be 
doing this for a few more years yet? Because you, you sort of, when we talk CRV and picnic racing, you're the man. You travel out to clubs. You do the forward scouting. You, you're the go-between if there are issues, and you've been doing it for a while now. I know it's a, a passion and a love, but I know the picnic racing clubs would... Um, you know, goodness me, the day that you say, well, that's it, I am now finishing up, it'll be, you'll have to ring someone else, but you, you just love it, don't you? You're pressing on? Well, I do love it. Um, I have um, signed another agreement with Country Racing, and I'm staying on for uh, at least another year. That's great, great news. Fantastic. Have we covered it all? We're about to wrap it up. Anything else you want to mention, David Purcell or Terry Mulcahy, before you walk out of the studio and say, gee, I wish I'd brought that up. Uh, we're about to wrap it up in a few minutes. Anything else before I, they say you forever hold your peace? I, I would just like to say um, thank you to everybody that comes to Picnic Racing. Um, we need you all there. Um, we we try and put on a great day for you every time you come. It's it's a day that is it's an affordable day for a family. Uh, we don't gouge you with the food. We don't gouge you with drinks prices. That's if you don't want to bring your own. And that's the, that's one of the great things about picnic racing, still bringing your own drinks and food into the course. And you can play cricket, and in some cases, even though you're not meant to, you can stay all night and move out with your camper van the next day, given the committee are not checking on who's there at one in the morning. And David Purcell, yourself? No, I think uh, just we're just looking forward to another year without of COVID free and and getting our buildings re-established and getting our facilities back to what they were before. And I'm sure we'll have some some improvements uh, that we'll make in those uh, additions. And uh, I'm sure people will continue to come up to Hillsville and enjoy the the facilities. And uh, yeah, we look forward to everybody coming up this year too, a bit like Terry. Um, Fantastic. David Purcell from Healesville, Terry Mulcahy from Balnarring, Gary Buckley from CRV, Don Dwyer was with us earlier on the phone, the leading trainer, and we spoke to Sean Cooper, the leading rider in picnic racing. Gentlemen, thank you for being with us, and we look forward to chatting and talking about picnic racing when the new season starts. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. Our picnic racing panel. We love our country and picnic racing here at RSN as we broadcast right across the state. Celebrating Victoria's country racing. I can feel this day. I can see this day. It's got it all. On RSN 927.